the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to the Andrea K Show. She's blonde, five foot two, and one hundred two pounds of dynamite in a dress. Here she is, Andrea K. You know I'm a bad girl. Do what I want, say what I like. Nobody can touch me. Trust me, I'm a bad girl. Well, look, my wife has a rule in her family. On somebody's birthday, sing happy birthday. You ready? Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, dear Valley. Happy birthday to you. Say what? <laughs> if I'm ever... Ever unable to pull out the pull out the name of who I'm singing a happy birthday to from my hiney. If I'm ever not able to pull that name out, man, that's when it's time for you to pull the plug on me. That, of course, is your esteemed occupant of the White House, aka P O T U S, <laughs> or to shorten it, P O S, Joe Biden. Glad to have you guys here with me tonight on this hump day edition of tonight's Andrea K. Show. Glad we could start the show with a laugh, even though there's some serious business to be had involving the Biden crime family. And it's so bad. I got another story to tell you all about. Hunter ain't the only corrupt family man with the last name of Biden trotting around the world trying to continue to profit off of uh, the Joe Biden name. This time it's been continuing happening while he's been in the White House. We're going to share that news with you guys. Uh, first time on the Andrea K. Show is the one and only Darren Beatty. And I know if you are uh, deep into uh, conservative information and wanting to go to good, credible sources to find out the truth about what's going on, you've got to have Darren Beatty from Revolver at the top of that list. In fact, when it comes to Jan 6, I don't think there's been anybody outside besides Julie Kelly who has reported more in-depth in the weeds as to what actually went on with January 6. And he's going to be here tonight to talk about uh, his his book, The January 6th Report, the report of the select committee to investigate the January 6th attack on the Capitol. And he's going to be here to talk about that as well as the new select committee and what they should be looking at. You're going to want to stay tuned for that. Hey, national news is continuing involving the local YMCA out in Santee and a 17-year-old girl who was brave enough and courageous enough to stand up for herself and other young women as she was violated by a predator who should have been behind bars and would have been if this was 10, 15 years ago in the United States because he was a man who walked in the girl's locker room and decided to undress and expose himself. Uh, We used to call men like that perverts and flashers. Now they just call themselves women. And there's actually a rally happening tonight in Santee at the Y, which closed early because of this rally. So we're going to bring to you some people, some boots on the ground who are actually organizers of 
of this rally to update everybody on what is happening there. This is this is a little story. A lot of people don't even know San Diego County, have no idea where Santee is, right? They don't even know where it is, let alone this little story of a YMCA. But this is this is a this is a story of how a movement can take place because it can start in a small town with one person and a story that grows and grassroots can grow from there and actually have movement against the scourge, the Trojan horse that is the transgender, the L. It's not just the LBGTQIA movement that's really the Trojan horse. It's really the trans movement, really, that's the Trojan horse for this country. So stay tuned. We're going to hear from people on that end. Um, what else we got to, to bring to you guys tonight? Oh, Al Gore. Al, you thought Al had gone away. At least you'd hoped he had. Well, Al Gore is back. We've also got more uh, shocking information coming out about COVID to share with you guys. We got the church. We've got the Church of England um, that's gone kind of shocking. And speaking of shocking, I don't usually do a whole lot of celebrity news, but there's a story out of Hollywood today that is so crazy, so insane. We've got to talk about it because if this individual had this thing hanging on her wall 20 years ago, she'd be shunned from society. That's how bad it was. And we're going to, she's tried to hide it. She's tried to block it from her Instagram, but y'all know that it never goes away. There's, there's all these way back. uh, I don't, there's all these software packages called way back, whatever that can pull up anything that you've posted. It never dies on Instagram. Oh, the beauty of that. So much to get into tonight. 888-344-1170. 888-344-1170. Email me at Andrea K. Show. I apologize for not be streaming live right now on Facebook. Um, I'm a tad under the weather, weather, if you can tell by my little lack of energy. And the last thing that y'all needed was to see me looking like... Death warmed over in about 10 miles of bad road. Okay, so I am sparing y'all the indignities of seeing me without my lashes and without the glamour that I usually have here. Speaking of glamour, my man, my partner here every night of the week, I think he decided to show me up. He knew I was going to show up looking ragtag because I wasn't feeling good. So he decides to walk in like he's stepping out of the pages of GQ. I don't know what's up with you, man, DJ Potato Skins. Today, I'm proudly announcing... Six brand new initiatives to propel this new era of American energy dominance. First, DJ Potato Skins. DJ Potato Skins. But don't forget about me, Andrea. I'm DJ Inconvenient Truth, and I'm back, baby. Mm-hmm. You are back, although you never really went anywhere. Neither I was talking did... about Al Gore. Oh, Al Gore. <laughs> You know what? It's actually a good statement. We should maybe be applying this ourselves. And when I get into this latest story with Joe Biden, uh, you might actually think, although although maybe this is actually more related to the Santee story. Let's hear what Al had to say. Clip one. Early to bed, early to rise, work like hell and organize. <laughs> well, thanks, Al, for that. Yeah, it's actually words to live by. You know, um, it, I'd, I'd rather Al Gore, you know, live by this than live by making masseuses and, and what are female massage therapy? Are they called masseuses? They're not masseuses, right? I'd rather I'd rather him focus on uh, working hard somewhere instead of trying to uh, work over some massage therapist, by the way. But it, it's funny that he says that because that is what you and I talk about 
on the show every day. That's what the, the, the left does that so well. And well, the conservative movement doesn't do it quite as well. We don't really work hard. In fact, um, uh, McCarthy, fresh off the heels uh, making all kinds of concessions to the conservatives and the Freedom Caucus, acting like he's really going to be doing uh, true conservative work, has announced that he's not going to indict Mayor, uh, uh, in, impeach Mayorkas. He wants Mayorkas to resign, which is never going to happen, which means you're not going to do anything to hold this man accountable for the invasion at our southern border. But even more important than Mayorkas, if we had a Republican Party that gave a crap about this country, I'm talking Republican Party at the high levels, including our leadership, there would be impeachment articles. I mentioned this last night and every day there would be impeachment articles to drag him out of the White House on the grounds of the crimes that were committed with the classified documents. There is stop conservatives. Stop comparing him to Trump. There is no comparison. Trump is a president. He had the right to declassify. Trump committed no crimes. Period. End of discussion. Joe Biden did. Then you've got on top of it, you've got all the other instances. You've got the, the issues with the fact that where these classified documents were at, were at a home that supposedly, according to documents, was either was owned by Hunter Biden, had access to Hunter Biden. And according to Hunter Biden, he was paying 50 grand a month to rent, which clearly was money laundering going on. We've got the fact that no FBI went there to these facilities and actually looked at any of these documents and which which is which is a problem in and of itself from a national security standpoint. Then you've got I mean, just the fact that that Joe Biden committed an act of violated the Espionage Act when he had never, ever had the right in any way, shape, or form to take one declassified document off the property. Then then the way did crime, impeach him. But now we find out Frank Biden. Who remembers Frank? We all love to talk about Hunter. But Frank... Frank is like, he's like the poor man's, uh, you know, family member, right? I mean, Hunter gets all the glory, right? He gets, he gets all the attention. Frank's probably wondering, hey, what about me? How come nobody's talking about how the fact that I'm, that, that Hunter Biden, his graft, him being on, on the grift, ah, that's so old school. That's so old VP, right? He's out there right now since Joe Biden took office as president of the United States. Frank Biden has been peddling White House influence. Selling off access to the White House in foreign lands, in foreign countries, while Joe Biden is president. Now, you tell me when Donald Trump got impeached for a phone call, he had every right to make as commander in chief to Ukraine to investigate corruption. That was impeachable. But Republicans, Joe Biden's brother over on behalf where was he? I think he was uh, He was in Venice, Italy. He was the keynote speaker at a Biosig Technologies conference about the future of global health care. And his speech included advice on how lobbyists could influence American policy, including his brother, Joe. In his speech, Frank Biden talked about his family and his brother's cancer initiative. Following his remarks... Um, there was a video informing members he represents that, that uh, oh, da, 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 another case, I don't want to get it too in the weeds there, but basically he's over there hustling up, getting paid, working for this technology company, and he's there for the strict purpose of selling off access to the White House. Basically, uh, that, um, that on behalf of the company, and he did the same thing in Boston in 2021 on behalf of the same company, Biosig Technology, he told health professionals at a dinner that he had a, quote, bully pulpit due to, quote, my brother Joey. 
He boasted, quote, the bully pulpit that I have as a result of the privilege of being associated with my brother, Joey. Uh, and he vowed to, quote, do everything in his power to support you to get the job done, to get federal dollars to your research. That's graft. It's corruption. It's selling off access to the White House. And it's crime. CNN actually reported on this, saying, quote, while Joe Biden swears by his name in politics, his son and two brothers spent years trying to benefit from the Biden name. So when you got this is clear that uh, the left is is trying to push Biden out. But what's the Republican Party going to do about this or anything else? Darren Beatty from Revolver will be here after the break. And we're going to talk about that with him and more. AK, dynamite in a dress, or just Andrea K. Whatever you call her, she's on the answer, San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K. Show. There's all kinds of things you can call me. Most of the time, they're not very complimentary <laughs> when it involves the left, but that's okay. That's all right, because I'm not here to please anybody but myself, because I speak my truth. And yes, that is my truth. You know who else who speaks his truth? I talked about this, I think, at the top of the show, that those who follow uh, conservative media and actually looking for people who tell the truth and the facts as they are and go actually deep into the story is there's a few people out there that are considered actual true uh, reporters, one of which is Darren Beatty from Revolver. And I know that sometimes I've posted his articles and you're like, AK, they're like, it's like 22 pages long. And I know our attention spans are not like these days, but sometimes you've got to put the effort in if you truly want to understand what's really happening in this country and not following the sound bites of what's being given to you by CNN and even Fox News. And one area in particular where so so much of the truth has been withheld from us and it's been very deep is when it comes to Jan 6. And he's here tonight. In addition, by the way, in addition to being the founder of of Revolver News. He's also a former speechwriter um, by uh, Donald Trump. And I know you guys will find that interesting because many of you, you MAGA peeps out there, I know y'all still love you some Trump. So Darren Beatty joins me tonight to talk about the January 6th report, the report of the Select Committee to investigate the January 6th attack on the U.S. Capitol. Hi, Darren Beatty. Welcome to the Andrea K. Show. Great to be with you. Thanks so much. Okay, so um, I want to cover a couple things tonight, if you don't mind. I want to talk about this Jan 6 report, but I also want to pick your brain on what you think about this new select committee in terms of investigating the weaponization of the FBI and the DOJ. And I and I was I was only halfway joking about how in depth and lengthy your reports are, but what can you tell? What do you want people to know about Jan Six? What do you want the MAGA people that haven't had time? They're busy running their businesses, taking care of their kids. What do they need to know about Jan Six and whether or not it's important for McCarthy to put forth all the video? Well, that's a great question. I guess the bird's eye view. In the most general sense, I want people to know that January 6th was not an insurrection. It's what I've termed a Fedsurrection. And what I mean by that is that the overwhelming weight of evidence suggests that had it not been for a handful of critical actors likely acting at the behest of the government, the rally would not have turned into a riot. 
period. Mm -hmm. And in one of those classic, extensive um, Dostoevskian <laughs> kind of pieces that you alluded to, <laughs> seemingly endless, like, like a Russian novel, mm -hmm. um, with com replete with comprehensive video documentation, by the way, mm -hmm. which is, you know, people, and I, I appreciate when people enjoy the prose, but the video sells the thesis. Yeah. The video sells the thesis. And I encourage everyone, if you want to follow along, if you don't know what I'm talking about, if you're skeptical, if you know someone that's skeptical, go to revolver.news. If you haven't heard of the site, it'll blow your mind that something like this is allowed to exist on the Internet. And believe me, mm -hmm. there are a lot of very powerful forces trying to take us off the Internet. But for now, we're on there. Go to revolver.news in the sidebars. There's the January 6th series. And if you want a first place to go, go to the two-part Meet Ray Epps, part one and part two. And in the part two of Meet Ray Epps, it's not just about Epps. We have video documentation showing that there were people there on the Capitol perimeter before Trump even started speaking, let alone finished speaking. Remember, he didn't speak at the Capitol. And there's video of them cutting the fences, removing the barriers. Now, why is that relevant? It's relevant because after the speech, people went over to the Capitol, partially because they had people like Ray Epps saying over and over and over again throughout the entire day and even the evening before that they should go to the Capitol after Trump's speech because that's, quote, where their problems were. And so they're following these people like Epps that are obsessed with getting people over the Capitol. And then when they get to the Capitol, the barriers are largely removed. And so they don't, they're trespassing and they don't even know it. Mm. And, and they just walk right into the booby trap. And there are other things too. For instance, you know, I think a lot of your listeners may have already heard of Ray Epps and that's, I'm very proud of that our coverage helped to make Ray Epps pretty close to a household name. Maybe mm -hmm. not exactly. Maybe he's not Madonna or Michael Jackson, but for fed provocateurs, <laughs> he's pretty well known. He's ahead and, of Rihanna from a lot, for a lot of people I know. <laughs> he, may, he may be like Hanson level, <laughs> but people know who he is. And, but there's another guy that virtually nobody has heard of. And he's, Argue, he's, he's definitely more mysterious. He's argue, arguably more egregious in his behavior. And the amazing thing is, he hasn't even been identified. Ray Epps is a known quantity. We know who he is. We know his name. We know some of his backstory. We know that his behavior was so egregious that he was initially put as one of the first 20 people on the FBI's most wanted list related to January 6th. Sure enough, little sight, a pesky little sight, a pesky little site like Revolver News publishes classic piece laying out the thesis of likely federal involvement literally the next day. And we interpolated this using the Wayback Machine. Literally the next day, poof, bam, just like that, Ray Epps disappears from the FBI most wanted list. Mm. The New York Times, which is drumming up this idea of January 6th as the most brutal terrorist day since 9-11. And, and Joe Biden even said it's worse than 9-11. We have to compare it to the Civil War, Ugh. for God's sake. And the New York Times, in its 
ominously titled Day of Rage, the Insurrection Day of Rage. <laughs> and it's Day of Rage. Look, I guarantee you they had at least 15 inter- interns calling all available footage looking for the most compelling case that these MAGA nut jobs mm-hmm. were planning to go in the Capitol in advance. Guess what footage they picked? Ray F. <laughs> and, and the amazing thing, because it really was the most egregious footage out there. But then again, just as Ray Epps disappeared from the FBI's most wanted list, the New York Times did an about face too, even yeah. more dramatic. New York Times wrote an entire puff piece about Ray Epps. Adam, Adam Kinzinger, the crybaby, who rarely even walks on two feet. He's usually on all fours. The crybaby <laughs> Adam Kinzinger, who has never seen a Trump supporter that he didn't want to see rotting away in prison for at least 50 years. Right. Adam Kinsinger is all of a sudden Ray Epps' biggest defender. Mm-hmm. And so we have all of this stuff. But the amazing thing about this scaffold commander guy, he's there from the very beginning. He runs up to this scaffold. Remember, people are showing up. They're trespassing. They don't even know it. And they hear this booming, authoritative voice from the sky raining down on them like 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 from the heavens and it's saying move forward move forward move forward move forward we need your help mm-hmm. move forward we need your help now you're in there you're in the crowd you're hearing this authoritative voice demanding repeatedly over and over move forward move forward you're thinking What's going on? Does someone need medical assistance? Do we need to move to the side so the paramedics can address something? I don't know. But even if you didn't know that, if people in front of you start moving forward, then you naturally start moving forward. And all of a sudden, by the natural fluid dynamics of the crowd, this one guy has got people to move forward, move forward, move forward. And then when people busted through the Capitol, he was continuously saying, get in the Capitol, get in the Capitol, uh-huh. get in the Capitol. And the amazing thing is, at least the feds paid lip service with Epps. At least they initially put him on the most wanted list until Revolver News, pesky Revolver News, published our piece. And like, uh-oh, they're on to us. Take him off. But in the case of Scaffold Commander, he's not identified and they never even bothered to put him on any list. He's well, a mystery man. Nobody right. knows who this guy is. Well, and I, I've, I've put a lot of resources into identifying this guy. Nobody knows who he is. Well, what that, and that's really interesting. We're talking to Darren Beatty from uh, the Revolver News. But what's interesting is the FBI was able to use all kinds of fake facial recognition and track down all kinds of people from around the country, every every Tom, Dick, and Granny in a MAGA hat, right? Yet they can't find this dude, nor can they find... Who left those pipe those uh, supposed pipe bombs uh, like in front of the DNC that Kamala Harris was at? Tell everybody what you weren't you weren't you guys able to find some very interesting suspicious oh, activity related to the bombs that were left? We have reported extensively on the pipe bombs. If you want if you want a feast tonight, if you're hungry tonight, go to Revolver News and read the pipe pieces because we've got a feast for you there. But it's not for everybody. Everybody can't digest this feast because, frankly, it's really disturbing. And a lot of people have this idea that we live in some kind of free country, this or that. If you want to hold on to that illusion, go go to some other buffet. But if you want the real 
deal on things, read our pipe bomb series because I would say there are two smoking guns on January 6th. One is Ray Epps, the other one is the pipe bomb. And we probably don't have time to get into the full story of the pipe bomb, which I'm telling you is incredible. Mm -hmm. It's incredible in the literal sense of not being remotely credible. And, um, but just one thing, we, we prove, and this is, this is a black or white thing, we prove definitively that the FBI is intentionally withholding critical footage that would depict the pipe bomber actually planting the bomb which is weird because this pipe bomb was allegedly planted the evening before January 6th, so around 8 p.m. on January 5th. This pipe bomb at the DNC, it's sitting out there conspicuously right by a park bench outside of the parking garage of the DNC. It's sitting out there for 17 hours. January 6th, the morning of, is a high-foot traffic day. You have a Thousands of people walking by. Nobody sees it. No employee of the <laughs> DNC sitting by the bench to have a coffee that day sees it. The physical security guard, which Revolver.News proves, is regularly stationed no more than 10 feet away from where the pipe bomb was allegedly planted. He didn't see it. And as the cherry on top, the Secret Service of the United States is on record as having swept that area. Why? Because Kamala Harris was in the DNC building. She, as the vice president-elect, was entitled to Secret Service protection. They, the, they covered it up for over a year that she was in that building, which is weird in its own right, because think of how much they would want to milk the story of, like, the woman of color vice president-elect oh, yeah. who's narrowly escaped death from the MAGA pipe bomber terrorists. They covered that up for over a year and it turns out she's in the building. The Secret Service is now on record saying, yeah, we swept everything, entrances, exits, parking garages. So the Secret Service United States, the most elite protective detail in the world, misses the pipe bomb along with all of the other people I described. The pipe bomb allegedly has explosive devices on it, live explosive device uh, uh, material on it. The Secret Service dogs, must have had COVID that day because they didn't smell yeah. it. They didn't sit down. And I'm telling you, these dogs are the best trained dogs you've ever seen. They, they had COVID that day. They didn't smell it. And so in light of all of these bizarre things put together, and now we prove that the FBI is withholding the footage that would have depicted the pipe bomber planting the bomb, and we prove that they tamper with the footage by artificially reducing the frame rate of the footage to a point where it's impossible to identify this person. But they're begging you to identify this person. And you know what? Again, pesky-revolver.news. We report over and over and over. We give them more and more headaches. And the public face of the pipe bomb investigation, he's a scumbag called Stephen D'Antuono. He recently resigned very quietly, just as quietly as Ray Epps was wiped off of the FBI most wanted list. Mm -hmm. Stephen D'Antuono resigned. And guess where he is now? He's an accountant at KPMG, like a good <laughs> little boy, like a good little dog. He's, he's a good little dog accountant now. But the thing about his history, though, is how did he get to his position in the first place where he was overseeing the pipe bomb investigation, where he was running the whole Washington mm -hmm. field office of the FBI? Well, 
Before that, he was running the Detroit field office where he oversaw the Michigan kidnapping. The Fednapping plot. What a kowinky dinky. Where they Yeah, where they dragged around a bunch of pot toothless pot smokers to try to pretend that they were gonna kidnap Whitmer. Now tell me (laughs) this. You're clearly following this. You clearly you immediately understood the significance of this. Tell me this. What are the chances of all the FBI special agents in charge in the entire country that Christopher Ray could have tapped for this coveted position in D.C., what are the chances it would be the guy who oversaw the Fed napping operation? Yeah, well, and, and, and it wasn't just that there. That guy would be the right. public face of the pipe bomb investigation. Right, and it's been a while since I talked about the Fed napping plot, but they were also in the works of trying to do a similar thing with um, Governor Blackface over in Virginia. They were going to try to cook mm. up the same thing there, and it didn't work for them. We'll have to have you back to talk about the select committee uh, for the yeah. FBI and the weaponization. I'm glad you were on tonight because we need to continue to put the put keep the focus on Jan 6 and the way that the U.S. government uh, infiltrated and set up Trump and MAGA so that 75 million MAGA voters could be c- declared domestic violence extremists, as well as for the purpose of criminalizing the idea of questioning an outcome of an election. I don't know if McCarthy is going to release um, all the January 6 info. He says like he wants to for the Twitter files. The problem is we're going to have to have somebody like you uh, to go through it and disseminate it because, like mm-hmm. I said, the average American, our attention spans are that like um, but I just want I wanted to have you on tonight I wanted to feature your work I encourage people to go and and read everything it's fascinating to me your stuff reads almost like you know a spy novel okay you know mm-hmm. um, you don't have a Mitch Rapp character in there but uh, I guess for the left Ray Epps is a Mitch Rapp um, if you uh-huh. guys follow Vince Flynn but everybody uh, the Vince Flynn series everybody needs to go to revolvernews.net yes um, no, just revolver.news. Revolver.news. Go to revolver.news. Also, there's a publishing house called Skyhorse. Mm, mm-hmm. And they asked me to write the introduction to their version of the January 6th committee report. It's the most comprehensive case exposing the entire Fed direction in the written word that you can find. So that's the Skyhorse version of the January 6th report. It's published by Simon & Schuster, which, uh, to the great outrage of the uh, of the fake media. So <laughs> yeah, I encourage people to get that, and I encourage people to read and support and share Revolver.News. Thank you so much for having me on tonight. Thanks for being here. Appreciate it. Keep up the good work and, buy, and get yourself a security team going forward. Hmm. All right. You guys stay tuned. we got more to share with you on the other side of the break, so don't you go anywhere. This is the Andrea K Show on AM 1170, The Answer San Diego, FM 96.1, and streaming all over the world. News, politics, and current events. It's the Andrea K Show on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K Show. Um, like I said at the top of the hour, I don't usually talk Hollywood stories, but this one is so freaky deaky. I feel like we got to talk about it here. Yeah, this made me a little upset. I'm actually a 
fan of who you're about to talk uh, about or was a fan. I don't know if I can watch their work anymore. I was never a fan of Jamie Lee Curtis because I don't like horror movies have never been my genre. And that's kind of my bag. I thought that Halloween was just the, you know, just an, a good opportunity to take a nap back when I was a kid. And the movie came out. Could not have been more bored. Um, the last time I slept that much in a movie, it was when Lady Gaga and What's-His-Face did a remake of Star is Born. Literally fell asleep in the opening credits, woke up at the end. See, so, I love that movie. Um, so Jamie Lee Curtis, and then I don't even, I can't think of any, A Fish Called Wanda, I thought was overrated as a comedy. Not a fan of Jamie Lee Curtis. However, um, and I and I always thought she was, I, I thought that she was Hollywood um, decided she was a sex symbol, even though if I was a guy, there was absolutely nothing sexy about her. So I've just, and that always bugged me. I always hate it when Hollywood decides somebody's hot when it's like, a, you know, a, when it's like according to typical standards, nobody would think this person is hot. You know, I mean, that's kind of how I felt. Let me think of a guy that I felt that way. Ewan McGregor, you know. Uh, we can't uh, talk. Yeah, Ewan McGregor never, never had a moment he was hot to me. Okay, no. He was a stud. Um, Come on. Oh, He's in a category of actors that all look like they've never been to a dentist or brush their teeth. Hair, they look like they never take a shower. Um, can't grow a beard. And if you can't grow a beard, you just don't. I don't want to see four or five hairs sticking out your face. Can't grow a hair. He's Obi-Wan Kenobi, for crying out loud. Well, first of all, I've never seen a Star Wars movie, so that means nothing to me. Second, okay. So I just never, I mean, I never got the whole, I thought her mother, Tippi Hedren, wasn't her mother Tippi Hedren? No, that wasn't her mother. It was somebody. So. It was somebody else's. <laughs> oh, her dad was good looking. Her dad was Tony Curtis. She had a good looking dad. She didn't come out so well. Anyway, but I don't care about any of that. Um, she evidently has a new movie out called Everything Everywhere All at Once. It's supposedly like a sci-fi comedy adventure. It's getting a lot of good buzz. Um, you know, she decides that she's going to come out and be a Pfizer representative and try to push the Pfizer shot to her four million followers. But <laughs> so what ends up happening is, <laughs> let me go tell my four million followers that they all need to go get the Pfizer shot. But oops, I got the Rona even after I've been injected 90 times. So I'm going to have to do my PSA announcement, pushing the Pfizer shot from my office. I guess she didn't bother to take a look around. When I do TV hits from my apartment, from my, my condo, I make sure I don't have, you know, like some feminine unmentionables laying around in the shot. You know, I make sure gators off doing, you know, not in front. You know, you make sure you tidy up, right? Well, not only did she not give a look around, or maybe she didn't realize, maybe she's so off the beams morally and ethically that the fact that she had a picture a a photo i guess or i don't know if it was a photo or if it was a painting of what looks to be a 10 or 11 year old child naked looking like a cadaver in a twisted position stuffed inside of an unopened like suitcase yeah unfortunately like i was going through the the news of the day andrea and i saw that you can't unsee it and it's disturbing it's a child stuffed in a suitcase now look i've had arguments with people over the years that a campbell soup 
can of, you know, tomato soup that Andy Warhol did, whether or not that's art. Okay. Um, You know, I've always been, I love going to museums, by the way, but I love, I love Monet. I love, I love particularly the Renaissance era because that I can, that I can appreciate as art. There's a line. Seeing the Mona Lisa. Okay, I don't want to see somebody, some sneaker somebody wore sitting on a pedestal and somebody telling me that's art. But at least, you you know, that's something we can argue about. This is not art. This isn't art any more than a snuff film is a movie. This is disturbed. It's evil. It's twisted. She has since removed the Instagram post, but the fact that she purchased this, you think about what goes into it. Somebody, somebody's got to go shopping, whether they're shopping online or whether they're going to art galleries. Or I love going on art walks here in San Diego. The Little Italy art walks, one of my favorites. I love looking at art. So somebody, either herself or her decorator, went around looking at a bunch of pieces of art, and either and, and either the decorator brought it to her for approval, and she said, "Hmm." Did the stand back, wrinkle and frown, right? Did the, hmm, let me look at this art. Yeah. You know what? I'm just really loving the twisted body. I'm really loving the fact that this 11-year-old or 10-year-old child is gray. Um, I'm loving the fact that it looks kind of like rigor mortis is set in, but kind of not, right? I mean, you think, what? What? Somebody compared it to... Uh, Epstein, um, I, I, I don't. Uh, this to me, I don't see this picture as even if it, it's not even just Epstein esque in the fact that it's a naked twelve year old. This is even worse than that. Is that it's a depiction of a dead eleven year old forced into its body forced into a suitcase. Nobody needs to any longer criticize Jamie Lee Curtis for her, you know, embracing of transgenderism because her son Thomas has decided to call himself Ruby. This is so sick and twisted that the entire Hollywood community should be coming out against her and saying, you know what? We're sick as a community and this is too sick for us. That's what I think about that. Any thoughts, any predictions, Skins? You think anybody's going to shun her for that? Or are they going to be lining up at that movie for her? Or she's going to be getting the Oscar? You know, I, I hope people do push back. Maybe don't go see her movies as a statement. It, it may, you know, I, what, unlike you, I, I am a fan, was a fan, whatever you want to say. Probably won't be seeing any of her movies uh, from this point out. It's disgusting. It's so sick and evil to me that it'd be like, would you ever go over there around with her kids? What the hell? What the hell goes on in her house? In her home that she would post that. Would you, I mean, if, if any of you out there, 888-344-1170, do you think we're overthinking this? Do you think it's, do you, do you think it's appropriate somehow because it's quote art? I've got a friend of mine whose daughter is an artist and there's some, some art pieces that she's done that I feel like are too intimate and make me uncomfortable. I don't want to see somebody's daughter with a self portrait of herself naked. Hanging in a, in a house. It just makes me uncomfortable. There's certain art that's weird. Weird's okay. That's beyond weird. It's disgusting. This is sick. This is sick. We're going to take a break. We come back. 
Speaking of bizarre, the Church of England has done something that's kind of bizarre. Or maybe you don't think it's bizarre. Maybe you think it's just, you know, par for the course for where we're happening in the world today. We're going to share that news. Or maybe you don't care because it's the Church of England. But let me tell you all, whatever happens over in the UK, over in the European Union, that part of the world, always ends up coming over here. The Donut Queen of San Diego. It's the Andrea K Show on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K Show. Okay, I was going to talk about Church of England, but I got it. I got the best listeners out there. Last night I talked about hate speech legislation coming to America. And a listener sent me an article about none other than Sheila Jackson Lee, who's going to be introducing, has introduced legislation that would make political criticism by white people against minorities a federal crime. Here it is. It proposes that a white person who, quote, vilifies any non-white person and has their words end up on social media, accessible by, quote, persons who are predisposed to engaging in any action in furtherance of white supremacy, of a white supremacy inspired hate crime, would themselves be committing a federal crime. Did I not also say that it was going to be a takeoff from hate crimes legislation, that that was going to be the precursor for hate speech legislation? And I also said it would involve social media. And here we are. That's the foot in the door. Always. The Democrats are always playing a long game. They're always playing 10, 20, 40 years down the road. Death by a thousand cuts. And here we are. And I know this was just introduced, Andrea, but, you know, I know that a lot of conservative Republicans are up on what's going on. I haven't heard any uh, rebuttal on this. No, I haven't even heard anybody mention it. And of course, uh, um, the quote, white supremacy inspired hate crime um, is is entirely broad. Um, they're, and they're going to, you know, this this is how this is how they're going to get it over on us. They've been laying the groundwork for this for a really long time, and we have not had, and the Republicans went along with it. The Re- Republicans should have never gone along with uh, hate speech, hate uh, crimes legislation. Why is it, why is a black person who gets murdered by a white person any more tragic than if a black person gets murdered by a black person? Murder's murder. Murder's murder. It's all hate. So if you're a black person murdered by a black person, you don't matter? It's racist. It's stupid. It's ridiculous. We got some serious pushback in this country against this. And we, as Al Gore would say, we got to wake up, wise up, and get to work, right? All right, we're going to continue work. We got another hour of the Andrea K. Show on its way, so don't you go anywhere. Three star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to, he understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. 
The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.